It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Throws, and yes! Touchdown, did he get it? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on a Friday. Uh, it's a football-free Friday. No no football today. At least not high school, uh, which is kind of nice. You know, those games were on Wednesday. And Jason, you're going to have a free Friday night. That's got to feel pretty good. Yeah, I've had a, have a couple of those. But, yeah, it is, it's becoming more rare to have a free Friday, which means I can, like, Stay up really late on Friday, sleep in Saturday. I've not been able to stay up late on weekdays very often, even sometimes on weekends, or at least do what I want and stay up late. <laughs> I stayed up late doing those high school games. Uh, so there's uh, yeah, no high school football tonight. That doesn't mean that there aren't uh, football games on tonight on ESPN. It's going to be Navy at uh, SMU at uh, about 5.30, UTSA at Florida International at 6 on CBS Sports Network for those uh, really excited about watching some college football tonight. But those are not the most interesting college football games on the schedule. We'll get to those because there are some really interesting top 25 matchups. And we'll also go through uh, what's going on this weekend in the Mountain West. Uh, We'll recap uh, some of the things that happened last night in the NFL and Major League Baseball playoffs and look ahead to what's on the schedule coming up this week. And also giving our predictions and previews for Utah State at Colorado State. Again, the game will be kicking off at 5 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Uh, and uh, we'll have our pregame coverage here on the fan starting at 3.30. A simulcast on KVNU. And as uh, soon as the game is over, we'll be back on the air again with Aggie Call taking your calls and your texts as to uh, what took place in Fort Collins. But uh, today we'd love to get your score predictions for the game uh, tomorrow night. How do you think the game's going to play out? 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in on how you think things are going to play out tomorrow in Fort Collins. And so a lot of different things. Uh, Oh, also, don't want to leave this out. Uh, We're going to be doing some high school soccer uh, girls soccer playoff games going live play-by-play of those games video streamed exclusively on cashvalleydaily.com tomorrow yeah really good girls soccer going up here and in, in you know cash valley probably the, the at least the two best teams according to the rpi are in cash valley and they're both going to be in action unfortunately not against each other yet maybe <laughs> we'll see <laughs> they're on opposite sides of the brackets so they could end up meeting uh, in, in, a, in what would be an exciting title game. But yeah, really good soccer going on up here. Yeah, so you'll be calling the Ridgeline Skyview game. That's number two Ridgeline versus number seven Skyview. That'll be Saturday afternoon at 1 on CashValleyDaily.com. And then John Hurricane John Newbold and John Russell 
combining their efforts to call the mount, number two mountain crest. Excuse me, I got that wrong. Number one mountain crest versus number nine Logan. Uh, so that game will be in Hiram. Also, video streaming exclusively on CashValleyDaily.com. Yeah, Mountain Crest going to have to beat Logan for a third time. In Mountain Crest, they won all their games in Region 11. They were, went 10-0, and 0, which means they beat Logan twice, they beat Ridgeline twice, and Skyview twice. And if they end up going to the championship game and face a Region 11 team, it means potentially three straight playoff games because the Green Canyon wins their game, which unfortunately we're not going to be able to do that one. We didn't have enough personnel to cover that game. Yes. But if Green Canyon wins theirs, Mountain Crest will play Green Canyon in the next round, presuming they win. So like if they went all the way to the title game, it's possible to have to beat several teams in Region 11 three times in one season. That's true. That's Which, true. Almost every round will feature uh, Region 11 versus Region 11. Yeah, now, that didn't take place in the first round. Yeah, in the first round, I don't know if any of them played against each other yeah, at all. I don't all. think so. I don't think they did. But certainly in the second round, there are two games featuring Region 11 versus Region 11. Conceivably could be a, a, a quarterfinal, uh, excuse me, a semifinal matchup, uh, again featuring Region 11 teams and the potential of a championship against two Region 11 teams. Yeah. Region 11 is really good at the soccer thing. <laughs> so if you want to see some good soccer again, you can watch it online. You can go to the games. It's whatever. There is a lot of soccer going on on, on Saturday, and it's before the Utah State game. So if you want to watch the Utah State game, that's not going to interfere with your plans. I'm covering the Utah State game, and I'm also – you know, calling one of these games. So if, if I'm able to do it and it's my job, everyone else can be doing it too. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I, I got to say, I have I have really enjoyed the kick times so far this year for Utah State football. Uh, they've been awesome. I mean, I can get a lot of stuff done during the day, but it's not too late, so I'm not getting home like crazy hours. You didn't have to drive home from Provo, did you? Well, that's tr- <laughs> that was on a school night, but... You know, I yeah no I didn't have to drive home. From I didn't take that work night. off the next day because that's how late I got home. <laughs> that would have been a late night, yes. But Mr. other than Mr. that, spoiled Eric Franson over here. <laughs> oh, game's over. Time for Betty bye. <laughs> Ten minutes and I'm home. <laughs> yeah, it took me like two three hours. Uh, four three five three three nine zero three two one. Uh, if you want to weigh in, uh, love to get your score predictions for Utah State versus, uh, excuse me, at Colorado State uh, Saturday night, kickoff at 5 o'clock. And um, the last I saw, if I remember correctly, had Utah State by 11. I just want to see if that line has moved. No, yeah. it's still at 11. And uh, the over-under is at 45.5. I think what that tells me is that there's not a lot of faith in Colorado State to score many points. No, because I mean, last week against the Nevada team that's been really bad, Colorado State had 17 points total. 14 of those came virtue of their defense. So Colorado State not doing very well on offense. We kind of went over this yesterday where, uh, you know, there's six categories where they're on six offensive categories, like st- statistical categories where they're dead last in all of FBS. And then you, you, I know you've also went over how they're in like half of the statistical categories, they're last or second to last in the Mountain West. 
So yeah, they're not good. And not all of those are offense, but I believe most of them are offensive categories. Where like their third down conversion percentage, they're just scoring offense. They're on their offense is averaging like twelve points per game scoring. And then, you know, allowing sacks, allowing tackles for loss, bunch of different things where they're just dead last. Like they their whole season in six uh no five games. They've played five games. Five, yep. They've been in the red zone six times. Period. That's not even scored in the red zone six times. They've been in the red zone six times. Oh, my gosh. And they've scored points on three of those. I think they have a pair of field goals and a touchdown. Like, that's the Colorado State offense for you. Not great. Uh, they give up a lot of yards through the air. Uh, they give up uh, 250 yards a game to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, they they struggle with uh, rushing the ball. Now, their, their rush defense is uh where was it i just had it <laughs> is is uh, i want to say it's marginal they're um they're middle of the pack kind of in the mountain west they give up 153 yards a game utah state gives up 201 yards per game on the ground yeah we we did go over yesterday how that's a that's it doesn't exactly tell the story yeah uh, but Utah State averaging themselves 160.5 yards per game on the ground. Colorado State barely averaging 72. <laughs> they, in fact, they had a game earlier this year where they had a minus 10 rushing yards. Was that the uh, Michigan game? Uh, no. That oh, was... Because Michigan had like so many tackles for loss in that game. That was uh, Middle Tennessee State. That's the game where they had negative rushing yards? <laughs> That's the game. I know. Of all games. Middle Tennessee State. They had 37 rushing yards at Washington State. They had 82 at Michigan. Only 75 versus Sacramento State. Now, it was a little bit skewed because they had 177 last week at Nevada. Yeah, like, that was really the only thing really working for them was their running attack. Yeah, that's like the one thing they've done well in all the games that one instance is 177 yards rushing in one game they've done very little positive in any other aspect yeah it's not been pretty for colorado state uh i've been asking for your score predictions we've had a few of those that have been texting in uh also uh, threw it out on social media earlier today uh getting some of those uh responses back as well we'll share some of those um but um uh, it, most of them are kind of going in a similar vein, but not everybody feels the same way. Interesting here from at Gregor's 1868 says games between USU and CSU have a tendency to have crazy endings for no apparent reason. So 27, 23 Aggies because of that. That's uh, fair. And I mean, I've, you know, my initial prediction that I kind of started with, and then I've kind of worked it down because you know, every time it feels like I try and predict a blowout one way or the other, it ends up not being that, with the one exception being like the Alabama game. <laughs> and, you know, he's right in that, you know, when Utah State's gone on the road in some of these Mountain West games, they have a tendency to just randomly not perform anywhere close to what we'd expect, maybe a blowout. Last year at UNLV, that was a close game. Yeah, true. Um, so it, it's it's been tricky in a lot of cases, and, you, and I keep bringing up 2018 as an example for both Wyoming and Colorado State. 
2018, one of the best teams we've ever had, and they struggled at Wyoming and at Colorado State, two teams who didn't have very good records that year. Colorado State was like 3-9. and nine. I think they were 3-8 and eight coming into the game, maybe 3-9, and nine, and Utah State barely beat them. You know, a team that went 11-2. and two. So, you know, I'm hesitant. But it's really the, same, the only one on a technicality because the player went out said, of bounds. His heel went out of bounds. I remember I went back and I watched that. Put it in my preview just because if, if you want to rewatch some of those crazy endings, I put videos of both of them in my preview. Yeah. And it is wild. They have been wild. Yeah. It, it was, it's a crazy series. Yeah, it was, it was interesting rewatching those. I actually had a video I was trying to film the Colorado State field goal, and I ended up not getting the video quite right because I started filming a little too late. But I had, like, the missed field goal and the craziness after that, the view from up in the press box. And it, it might still be on my phone somewhere, but <laughs> it, it, it was nuts. So I think the one thing that makes me a little more confident predicting a bigger Utah State victory is the momentum for Utah State is going in a really positive direction, and this Colorado State team is just bad. Like, the previous Rams teams were mediocre. This team is bad. Awful. I need to look up a thesaurus to find more words to describe (laughs) this team right now. Just the state. It's like the 2020 Aggies in a lot of ways. So, there's just so many things going wrong. And it's worse than the 2020 Aggies in some ways. Yeah, because... There are a lot of players quitting on the team. Yeah. And like there, there mid-season. Were, there were a few players in Utah State that did that. Devin Tompkins is one of them. Well, he ended up coming back. Um, but that wasn't until after the season. Well, Devin Tompkins was the, mid-season. Near the end of the year. Tompkins was mid-season. It was before the New Mexico game, which was like one or two games before the end of the year. There were some, I don't know, I don't know how many were mid-season, but there were a couple. Tompkins was one of them. But we're talking like 13 for Colorado State. That's just a completely different level. That's where you begin using words like exodus. Yeah, you know, it's, for, it's bad. For Utah State, it was one or two departures. This is an exodus. It's um, where if you start getting too many more over the next you know, few games, the season's only halfway over. If you get too many more, you start thinking about, okay, are we going to still play games? How many scholarship players do you even have? I mean, you got... Elevate guys who are your preferred walk-ons, <laughs> your your practice squad guys. Yeah, it's not pretty, and so that's that's a poor reflection on Jay Norvell, and what's going on with their culture over there. Yeah, we thought this was going to be a good team. I picked Utah State to lose to Colorado State preseason because I thought Colorado State was going to be good enough to beat what I thought was going to be a pretty good Utah State team, and now I'm like. This is almost if you lose to Colorado State, it's almost as bad as Weber State because like you should just not lose this game. You're just better than them. A couple more score predictions coming through. I've got a few on more on social media. I'll share uh, that came in earlier today. Um, but uh, somebody shared the uh, the Mr. T gif. My prediction: pain. That's from Sneed eighty five. Uh, at Mr. Anderson underscore 93 says 34-14 Aggies. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, we got another one from uh, Braden uh, Clark, 27-7 for the Aggies. At Kane's Aggie says Aggies up 27 to nothing at the half. Colorado State forfeits when not enough players come out to play in the second half. That'll be a nice mirroring of the 2020 
game that never was. Which, actually, there's almost an interesting thing because Cooper Lagaw's first career start was going to come in that game. Yeah, that's true. That would have been. Or was it a different game that got canceled, actually? No, I think it was actually the Wyoming game that got canceled. Maybe. Or maybe it have been Colorado State. I suddenly can't remember. Because he was supposed to start a game that ended up being canceled. It was Colorado State. It was that Colorado State okay. canceled. Yeah. Yeah, December 12th is when it would have uh, was on the schedule. But, um, yeah, a lot of controversy with uh, Coach Miley and the players. and They forfeited the game. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Uh, a couple more score predictions at Joshinia 76. 42 to 10. Excited to see the Aggies' defense against this team. Uh, let's see. 34 14 Aggies. It's another one. Uh, 21 14 by at Briner Niner. Uh, let's see. Air show, at Airshow Training. 38 10 Aggies. Former Aggie there on that one. Um, at Bull named underscore Gus, forty to thirteen, for the Aggies. Uh, a lot of a lot of scores that are frankly quite close to what uh, score I wrote down earlier today before I put this call out to start getting some of those uh, reactions from from Aggie fans. Yeah, I think yeah, there's some similarities. Um, I think I'm a little more optimistic on Utah State's defense. Than some of these guys are. It's I guess it's not so much that I'm optimistic about Utah State's defense is that I'm very pessimistic about Colorado State's <laughs> offense. Where I, I think they're gonna they're gonna have a pretty good day on defense in some specific categories that'll help them maybe keep Colorado State's score a little bit down. Couple texts coming through on our full court press text line five three three eight. Ephraim Banda likes to carry players off the field who get turnovers. Can't wait for Halle M to come up with a fumble recovery. Yeah, he keeps carrying off these little skinny corners and defensive backs. <laughs> Need to get one of those big guys to get like a defensive touchdown, then him try and pick up Holly. You know, then we'd probably be talking about Ephraim Bunda breaking his spine. Yeah. Well, how can we didn't, uh, yeah, do that with Philip Paya after he got the uh, <laughs> interception? Of course, he got hurt after the play, so maybe that's why. Uh, 9315. Need to tell Eric he can cover away games. See now he is the elder show host, and you take the rest until you become the elder host. Yeah, see, it's your responsibility to cover these games that are farther away. <laughs> oh, is that how it is? I I I have to uh, take the long drive home. Yes. No, it's not. Since I have uh, seniority, <laughs> I make Jason take the longer the longer drive. You just sit back here in the studio and and talk to Al after the game. Meanwhile, I'm driving my car home. Yeah, I got my soda, my cheese puffs. <laughs> it's all good. By the way, nine three one five did have a score prediction: thirty five to fourteen for Utah State. Uh, Six eight nine one says thirty three seventeen for USU. CSU is holding tryouts again. Boy, yeah, I mean, there you, you have what eighty five scholarships available for your football team. They are into the low 60s that are available right now. Between the transfers and season-ending injuries, this team's been decimated. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it is crazy because once you get down, if they get like below 50, 
then you really do talk about just forfeiting games. Now, it would take another extreme wave of injuries or transfers to get there, so it, it's unlikely. But given their bad luck, it's it's entirely possible. Now, all that being said, I mean, we, we recognize the players that are out, players that are gone, players who are not available anymore. On Monday, there was kind of a, a theme in the Colorado State press conference between both Jay Norvell and Henry Blackburn about, hey, look, those guys are, we're happy to have them gone. We're going to circle the wagons with who's here and who wants to be here. We're going to play for each other now. And could that be some kind of a rallying cry for the Rams? This is one of those things that was said earlier this week from uh, Jay Norvell. I've been trying to prod this team to to show have them show me their soul, you, you know. And and you can't play this game unless you play it for the love of your teammates. And I just thought we were really selfish in the preseason. I thought we were a selfish team. I didn't think we really were playing for each other. I think we had a lot of guys that had a lot of different agendas besides CSU football. I really do. And you know, and we. We, we don't have a lot of those guys on the team anymore. And I think the kids that are here have a genuine care and love for each other, and, and it showed. Okay, so that's what the coach said, and then this is what one of his star uh, it was senior leaders, Henry Blackburn, said about that uh, same situation with all these players leaving and kind of the, the, the team rallying around each other. You know, all those guys, they have all their reasons, and honestly, I don't care about any, any of it. You know, I care about the guys who are here, and we care about each other, and, and we want to be with, around the guys who want to be here, who want to be the difference, who want to make the changes around here. We don't, wanna, we don't, we don't want guys on the team who, who are one foot in, one foot out, who aren't going to give it their all, who are going to have a different agenda. We, want, we only want the guys on this team who, who, are, who are rough, tough guys. And the beautiful thing about football is it, it doesn't build character. It exposes character. And so we saw that when things got hard around here, we saw a lot of guys quit. And I'm honestly glad we got rid of that, got rid of those type of guys because now we now we get to see who's who's really tough and who's really who's really about it. And that's something that that I find as a blessing in disguise. Okay, so you're going up against a team who's been wounded with uh, their own guys bailing on them, and they just rallied for a kind of a rivalry game last week a couple more players have left since these comments were made so (laughs) i'm not sure what to make of what's going on there at colorado state and what we might see on saturday so remember those things i was saying about how there's teams that'll just say things all throughout their entire terrible losing seasons they keep saying different things you know just trying to say we're on the cusp of turning things around and some teams do turn things around the way Utah State maybe has. We'll get a better picture of that this week. Colorado State, they're doing the same thing. They're saying, oh, now we're rallying. Now we're doing this. Now it's time. You know, this is the kind of stuff Utah State was saying two or three weeks ago is, you know, oh, you know, I know that we've completely butchered three games in a row, but now we're rallying, you know, as the season's already started. And Colorado State's doing this. And maybe there's substance to it. There was substance to what Utah State was saying. They've clearly done something. They're not just spinning their wheels. 
So maybe there's something here with Colorado State. I'm inclined to not think so, but this is also coming from the guy who said not to be worried about Weber State at all. <laughs> and uh, you can see how well that went for me. Well, it, it honestly kind of reminds me of Utah State post-Weber State. Um, and, and, well, going into the UNLV game, really, more likely. that Because um, Utah State was, was down, frustrated, angry, lashed out a little bit. And did some real soul searching and started to make improvements. Now it took a few more games before they won a game, but I kind of see this as a similar uh, script playing out in Fort Collins, where they're kind of circling the wagons. Like, who really wants to be here? Are we really going to play for each other now? Those student leaders starting to come forward, and they may start to turn some things around, but. It may take a week or two before it really sets in and yields victories. I, I don't see it happening Saturday against Utah State. Too many other things against them where they still have to figure out who who do we even have that can play and execute what we're trying to execute uh, both on offense and on defense. You know, keep my Utah State in 2020 kind of went someone through these motions where they lost some people, they lost their coach, and they try to do the circling the wagons. Now we're really going to see where we're at. Quarterback that season. Yeah. So there's things like, all right, now we have, we know who wants to be here. I feel like I almost remember that, those kind of quotes being thrown out there. We know who wants to be here, and now we're going to play and we're going to do things. And it didn't yield results. I mean, I think after all that, they did beat New Mexico, but it was New Mexico. So. Again, there wasn't a whole lot of substance to when Utah State did it when they were in a situation like the Utah State 2020 and this year's Colorado State team are similar in several ways. And you can see it didn't work out for the Aggies in 2020, and I don't really see it working out for Colorado State this year because you can talk about all these things, but you need the talent and the coaching to overcome that. Utah State, you know, they had some problems early on, but they still have some talent, and they were able to utilize that talent and get things going. Right, and Utah State is full of a, a has a roster full of guys who know how to win, yeah, and know what it takes to win. Colorado State is full of a bunch has a roster full of guys who have only seen victories sparingly while they've been there on that campus. All right, another quick timeout. Love to get your score predictions for Saturday four three five three three nine zero three two one. How's the game going to play out? Uh, how do you see it, uh, you know, unfolding? in Fort Collins, and what's the final result going to be? 435-339-0321. Schreiber Foods wants to give a big thanks to the community for your support during their 50-year celebration. Thanks to you, they exceeded their goals for money raised and food donated for the Cash Food Pantry. Over 60,000 boxes of birthday cake mix was donated and thousands of dollars raised, all to help feed hungry families in our community. You also helped set a world record for the largest macaroni and cheese dish ever made, over 4,700 pounds, and it was delicious. In fact, so many people have asked for the recipe that you can now pick up that exact recipe at the Logan Schreiber Foods Office, 885 North, 600 West. Local restaurants donated proceeds like Texas Roadhouse, Chick-fil-A, Firehouse Pizza, Los Primos, Sabores, Tandoori Oven, and Cafe Sabor. They also want to thank their dedicated Triber Foods employees for all the difference you make in feeding the world and doing good through food. Again, thank you from everyone at Triber Foods. They couldn't have done it without you. 
The state's wood stove conversion assistance program is coming to Cache Valley October 17th. Replace your old, outdated wood fireplace and get a rebate of up to $4,000. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, the two-time Best of Northern Utah winner in the fireplace retrofit category, is an authorized vendor for this program. They suggest heat and glow fireplaces or quadrifier pellet and wood stoves. Act quickly. This one will close fast. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Information is online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Your first and goal at the 10-yard line with seconds left on the clock. Your running back is poised for the game-winning touchdown, but before you can make the snap, the opposing team just takes the ball and locks it in a safe, and they won't give you the combination unless you pay them $10,000. That's exactly how ransomware works. And in 2021, two out of every three organizations fell victim to ransomware attacks. Protect your business with Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. Fall is in the air and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well maintained. Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan across from Angie's can help. As the weather turns colder, your car needs more babying and an oil change is easy. They'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing, you can stay in your car while their trained professionals service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main, open seven days a week. Hi, this is Tyler. Recently, my father passed away and White Pine provided the funeral services for our family. They were friendly, thoughtful, and attentive to every detail. You know, it isn't often that a loved one passes away, so it was very important to my family that everything be handled just right. Because my dad was loved by so many people, we had a lot of family and friends that traveled from out of town. I really appreciate how White Pine Funeral Services made sure everyone was comfortable and that the focus was where it needed to be, on my dad and my family. They really took care of us during this tender time. Clean it up and get it out before the snow flies. Don't wait another winter. Let DD Auto and Salvage pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204 today. See store for details. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is right across from Angie's on Main Street in Logan. Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil are the engine oil your vehicle loves. Go take care of your vehicle at 695 North Main in Logan. Uh, taking care of the Aggies, um, you know, if they're going to take care of the Rams, I mean, that's a better way to put it. And it's <laughs> it's it's Jake Dowdy season. I mean, the, the gif of him just destroying the Colorado State punter, not punter, the, the kicker, uh, just has been making the rounds a lot this week. Yeah, I've, I've already seen it a couple of times, and I'd seen it before. I don't think I was watching the game, but, yeah, I went back and found it. Just I was rewatching it during the break with the sound, not just the gif, and I was like, Yeah. He lit up that man. <laughs> like it's just it's like if you or I went out onto the football field, that's what would happen to us is we'd get murdered like that. <laughs> well the the so Utah State, this is several years ago, Aggies uh, uh this game was in Fort Collins, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think it was at Colorado State. Aggies were up, Colorado State scores, and they're trying to do an onside kick to give themselves one more chance to get back into this game. And the the kicker 
does the little dribbler, you know, and yeah. he's like basically running right alongside the ball with his head down, watching the ball to see if it goes 10 yards. And Jake Dowdy comes up on him and he doesn't even see him coming. <laughs> Dowdy just lays him out. Yeah, he just puts him flat on his back, like lift off and then onto his back. Like legs are sticking straight up as he's hitting the ground. Just like the perfect hit. Uh, probably would have got called for targeting nowadays because I think there was a bit of helmet to helmet. Although it was like front of the helmet on cheek plate. That's the kind of helmet to helmet contact there was. Yeah. I can't remember if they actually called a penalty on the, the video clip I was watching in show. They threw a penalty flag, but it was also because a Colorado State guy picked up the ball before it went 10 yards. So I'm not that actually. Doughty sure. was not called for a penalty on that play. Okay, so I wasn't sure because I knew there was a flag, but they didn't go all the way through. But Colorado State had picked the ball up. In fact, actually, the kicker touched the ball on his yeah, way down his to leg. the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, he wasn't trying to touch it, but he did. He made contact. <laughs> the ground uh, found him. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so your score predictions for tomorrow, Utah State taking on Colorado State. Uh, we've had a number of texts and uh, social media replies that are pretty close to my prediction. Uh, uh, the way that I see it playing out, I, I, I see this Utah State team just continuing the momentum that they've been building over these last couple of weeks. And last week was a complete game for the offense. And I want to say it was a pretty complete game for the defense, though there were still miscues on both sides. But I uh, see this team continuing to move the ball forward for them. And uh, I think it'll be a good day for Utah State tomorrow. I see what you did there. They're going to move the ball. <laughs> <laughs> or even even more, move the ball. <laughs> I took that comment and ran with it. Um yeah, I think there's going to be some some more positives from this game. You're going to see a little more offense, a uh, little more dynamic defense. Uh, the last game was more about slowing down and containing Air Force's offense, which is what you kind of have to do, unless you're out there rocking a defense with like you know the kind of athletes that Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State and all those guys regularly roll up with. You're probably not stopping Air Force. And so it was a good job by the defensive coordinator, from Bonda, to design a defense, change up some of their schemes, and just slow them down. It's why they didn't have very many tackles for loss. They had, like, one. That style of offense, you know, when you have three different possibilities, you know, if one of them's getting blown up, he's going to go to a different one. So to get a tackle for loss, you have to blow up three different possibilities on a single play. So it, usually that would mean... Between three and five defensive players absolutely killing it on the same play, which typically doesn't happen. And against Colorado State, things are going to be different. There's going to be a few more tackles for loss. Colorado State gives up like nine, almost ten per game, giving up tackles for loss. Wow. Uh, so these guys, they let other teams into the backfield. They do the old matador blocking. Ole! <laughs> Come on in! So, which is fitting considering the... Uh, all the, the bull imagery and whatnot with Utah State. Just let him by. Let Byron Vons go, and he's going to light up the running back. So there's going to be a lot of that. Utah State's going to spend a lot of time in the other team's backfield. And so I think that'll drive some, you know, a distinct lack of points from Colorado State. Well, I wouldn't predict a shutout, mainly because I don't expect the defense to be perfect. 
And I think the offense is prone to potentially giving up a turnover and giving Colorado State some cheap points, at least by a field goal. So, and let's uh, also remember that they're starting a f- true freshman, Giles Pooler, who his own offensive coaches say is not mobile. <laughs> is that who's starting a quarterback now? Yes. What happened to the other guy? The the other backup. Uh, the one with the longer name. Yeah, the one with the hyphen in his name. Uh, Braden Fowler Nicolisi. Yeah, he was. He started the last game and played the f- last half of Sacramento State. Did he get. I know he got banged up a little bit. But yeah, he had a. Sh- uh, I believe he had a shoulder injury. But I thought he was still available. That's what I'd heard. I know they were getting other guys ready. Yeah, um, but according to a report from uh, Kevin Lytle uh, earlier this week. Um, it says that um, Pooler is going to be the uh, the starter to be the third different quarterback in three games. Well, that's going to be nuts for Colorado State. Uh, the uh, CSU associate head coach and quarterbacks coach Matt Mummy. So what he had to say about the freshman. He says the thing I love is he's very knowledgeable about the offense. Giles knows our offense, knows our system. He's going to give us a little more of the ability to check some plays, too. Giles has a good arm. Now, is Giles mobile? No. We're going to have to sit in the pocket and throw strikes, and he knows that. That's not going to end well, because if he's not mobile, that means the you know Utah State team that's been notoriously bad at chasing down the quarterback once they get in the backfield, they're probably going to hit home a few more times. Grishik's going to be getting there <laughs> if he can. Grishik has a tendency to sprint to the quarterback and then get dodged pretty easily. Yeah. And then Vaughn's is going to get in there for some things. And Now, Fowler Nicolisi is going to be the designated backup, but he's not 100%, so they're going with Giles Pooler instead. But I don't, I mean, I don't, if you're, if Fowler Nicolisi is healthy enough to be the backup and he just won you a ball game. He didn't play very good, though. No, I guess that's true. Their defense won that ball game for them. Their defense outscored the other team. Well, tied the other team. Uh, nine three one five texting in. How many tackles for loss can USU get with a non-mobile quarterback? I would think the most up to this point in the season, maybe break the one-game record. I have to look up. I know there was that one game in 2012 where they sacked the San Jose State quarterback like 10 or 11 times. Yeah, there were a lot. Like the man had like over 100 yards long. Like he had negative 100 plus yards or something like that, I think. Maybe I'll look it up. But he had an absurdly negative rushing yard stat line because college is stupid and still counts sacks as negative rush yards for the quarterback. They can't tell the difference. Yeah. I much prefer the NFL's method. But yeah, there was uh, yeah that I was trying to think which team it was, but I think you're right. It was San Jose State where Utah State got after the opposing quarterback, and I, I think you're right. I think it was ten sacks. Now, are they going to get to uh, Pooler that often? Uh, I I don't know, but they certainly have the potential. Um, they really do have the potential to be very disruptive, because I think for two reasons. That front has been a little bit shaky for Colorado State. But uh, also I think that there are going to be some coverage sacks that will happen. With a, an inexperienced quarterback not seeing the options and not very mobile, 
and uh, in, in a decent Utah State secondary, it's going to make life difficult for him. Yeah, so some quick research. So Utah State, they set their single-game school record of 13 sacks against San Jose State. Oh, 13. Holy on uh, David Fales, who I believe ended up going to the NFL for a hot minute, mm. if I remember correctly. Uh, but he had negative 98 rushing yards. Oh, wow. And I think, uh, let's see, how many rushing attempt, attempts in quote? Yes, he had 14 rushing attempts. 13 of those were for loss. <laughs> and I guess he ran for, oh, do they have his long? Oh, no, they don't. So I don't know what that other rush was for, but it's, it's pretty nuts. Just the fact that you dang near had a guy run for negative 100 yards. Reverse century wow. <laughs> rushing mark. 13 sacks. Yeah. Uh, nine three one five. Uh, what was the game where the quarterback ran back to the end zone before being sacked? Uh, I'm trying to remember that one. I don't. I think I remember it happening, but I don't remember who it was against. I don't even remember it happening, so I think it's just escaped my memory. What? Maybe going back. This is going back a little ways. Yeah, if it goes back too much further than 2010, I probably couldn't tell you. Uh, then another text from 9315. I'm sure if a ram and a bull were to butt heads, the ram is not winning that one, so that's in our favor. So based on the uh, the mascots, if the mascots were to battle each other, who's, whose mascot would win? Is that how you're picking games? Uh, then I would go for the bull. I'd go for the Aggies in that case. Uh, more of your score predictions and how you think the game's going to play out tomorrow night for Utah State football 435-339-0321. This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. This October is our 14th year anniversary. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary date. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring or anniversary ring shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have thousands of designs to choose from, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached and no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Bloom Eatery. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Bloom is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek's. Daryl's Appliance provides the best repair service. Daryl's techs are trained to pre-diagnose your repair problem before they arrive at your home, so it can be completed on their first trip. As a plus, Daryl's parts department is stocked from A to Z for you do-it-yourselfers. And Daryl's has used parts to save you money. Dishwasher baskets, bake elements, microwave trays, and more. For sales and service since 1970, it's Daryl's Appliance, west on Airport Road. What's more important than sleep? Granted, some things are, but not many. This is Ryan at My Mattress, and here we offer the best solution to better sleep, a better mattress. IntelliBed, the gel mattress, cradles your hips and shoulders while providing the best back support possible. Or come in and choose a Tempur-Pedic that boasts 93% of their owners love their bed. My Mattress, offering the best sleep possible by the South Walmart. Join us at Prodigy Brewing to celebrate Oktoberfest. Delicious specials going on now through the end of October. Come on down and enjoy brats and German potato salad served with our house-made sauerkraut and mustard. Tankards and house-brewed beer. You keep the tankard. Find us on Instagram for updates on new events throughout the month of October. Whether you're out with the family or friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cache Valley. Located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan. 
Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10. It's tasty and quick. Elements lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m. Visit TheElementsRestaurant.com for reservations today. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit job.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Uh, Get yourself prepared for the winter with your help from your locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores, RV antifreeze, $4.59 Four fifty nine a gallon. Uh, they've got uh, antifreeze, fuel stabilizer, ice melts, Rain-X and Trico silicone wiper blades, Napa Legend and Legend Premium batteries, all at your five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. So Utah State taking on Colorado State tomorrow night, 5 o'clock kickoff on CBS Sports Network. No early games in the Mountain West. They're all late games uh, throughout the conference. Utah State's the earliest one on CBS Sports Network at 5. New Mexico is at New Mexico State. That's at 6 o'clock. No national TV coverage for that one, and you can understand why. Uh, (laughs) After Utah State, it'll be Air Force at UNLV at 8.30. That could be a really interesting matchup. Uh, Both teams are 4-2 and overall, and uh, Air Force uh, losing to the Aggies. Uh, UNLV... Lost to San Jose, so both teams looking to rebound. Uh, Air Force is favored by ten. A little surprised by that, but um, still a lot of faith in Air Force even after losing to Utah State, who yes. Vegas and most national outlets don't really like. Uh, San Jose State is at Fresno State FS1 at eight forty-five, and uh, to cap it off, Nevada travels to the islands to take on Hawaii. That's a ten o'clock kickoff. Our time. 9.59, Eric. <laughs> so this isn't ESPN. 9.59. Very precise. It I might say it's price is 10 o'clock what you're looking at. Uh, it said 9.59. Oh, did it? Oh, I can't believe you. you need it's like to have baseball start times. You need to have pride in your perfect accuracy. It will start at 9.59 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. <laughs> uh, it's like these baseball times that are at 6.07 or... 6.37. It's all a lie. They'll actually start at like 6.27. Because, you know, got to get got to trick people in watching those pregame shows. Yeah, it's, all, it's all a conspiracy to get you to watch those pregame shows. <laughs> Dodgers at Padres tonight, 6.37 on FS1. It's a very precise time. But it probably really won't get going until more like 6.40, 6.45. Like I said, it's more like 6.47 because, again, like, Guess even if it's not necessarily a conspiracy, it's just that they never start on time. 
The first ceremonial pitch will be somewhere around 637. I don't know if they do a ceremonial first pitch for playoff games as much, but. I'm sure they probably do. Yeah, they, they might. Part so of they, every game. Yeah, so they might they might have that, but then they're still, they might play the national anthem after that. I don't know exactly the exact, exact order of some of these things, but. Then, you know, announcing the lineups, then another commercial break, and then the pitcher warms up for seven minutes and, you know, has to throw his 30 pitches of warm-ups. <laughs> can tell I don't like watching baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just real quick on that, there, one game has gone final earlier today. Uh, Cleveland beat the Yankees 4-2 to two in extra innings, went to 10. Uh, and then the Phillies beating up on the Braves right now. They lead 6-1 to one in the middle of the 6th. Um, and so then the later game tonight, 637 on FS1, Dodgers at the Padres for the schedule for Major League Baseball uh, today. Another quick timeout here at the Full Court Press. We want to come back to continue to get your score predictions for USU at Colorado State. Uh, also a little bit later on, we'll hear from Kayla Ard, Utah State women's basketball, getting ready for their season as uh, where were they picked in the uh, preseason poll, and how do they feel about that? May be surprised by that answer. Coming up next on the Full Court Press. Aegis Home Health and Hospice loves helping the people they serve. Aegis is a home health and hospice organization that lives by core values of character, experience, and trust. Every day, Aegis' goal is to help you with whatever your health care needs are and to do it wherever you need us to. Aegis, A-E-G-I-S, Aegis Home Health and Hospice. Call 723-9000 or find them at myagis.com. This is Teresa with Kim Drive, Northern Utah. We are so excited to have won Best of Cash Valley again this year, and it's also our anniversary month, so we have lots to celebrate. We wanted to do a Customer Appreciation Month. Mention this ad while booking your October appointment and get a free world-famous spot cleaner on us. Thank you again, Cash Valley. Kim Drive of Northern Utah. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. I noticed that my central vision started to blur. Figures that are usually straight started to distort to become wavy. What are these little dark spots with blurring that I'm seeing? There's a blind spot like a blob over my vision now. Is my vision lost forever? Why did I wait so long to see a retina specialist? Retinal disease can steal your eyesight, but it doesn't have to. Patients who seek care from a retina specialist in a timely manner have the best chance of preventing vision loss due to age-related macular degeneration or diabetic retinopathy. AMD symptoms to look out for are distortion or warping of straight lines, as well as blurred or loss of central vision. Patients with diabetic retinopathy should seek treatment if they notice the appearance of spots or floaters or blurred and distorted vision. Don't delay seeing a retina specialist. It's worth the visit to save your vision so you don't miss out on life's precious moments, like seeing your grandchild grow up, enjoying a sunset with that special someone, or reading a good book. Visit seeforalifetime.org. They never could play it, but they sure can talk about it. Eric Franson and Jason Walker on the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. How do you think things are going to play out in Fort Collins tomorrow night? 
Our pregame coverage will start at 3.30, kickoff at 5. Game will be on CBS Sports Network. Uh, we do not have this week in the Mountain West next hour. So we'll, uh, we just did a little bit of a run-through of the Mountain West schedule. We'll do that again next hour, just to remind you. Um, but also uh, getting your score predictions for tomorrow night's game. Uh, also reminders, to, since we're talking about reminders, we're going to be covering two really good soccer games tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock. It's uh, Ridgeline hosting Skyview. That's number two versus number seven in the 4A State Girls Soccer Tournament. And uh, number one, Mountain Crest versus number nine, Logan. Also at 1 o'clock, those games will be live streamed on CashValleyDaily.com, full play-by-play and uh, opportunity to watch some of the best soccer being played in the state here in Cache Valley on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, really excited to see that game tomorrow. Just have, I've unfortunately been removed this year from girls' soccer. I've had the privilege of covering them you know, multiple seasons and you know, seeing a lot of great girls' soccer. I, some of the players that are on Utah State's team now, Busy Revelo and London Miller, I watched them play at the local high schools here. You know, Busy played a couple seasons at Logan. London played a year at Ridgeline. Um, so some talented girls come through these programs. So I was able to cover them then, have it this year, so I'm excited to get back into it where there are, again, really good soccer teams here in the Valley. Yeah, some uh, very high-level soccer being played in 4A, in Region 11, and uh, some great matchups coming up uh, tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock, and you can watch it on CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, your score predictions for tomorrow, love to continue to get those, 435-339-0321 and uh, 9315 texting in. What's the stat in any USU-Colorado football game that would blow your mind? Like a stat that would blow my mind if it was in this upcoming one or from a past game? What's the stat in any USU-Colorado football game that would blow your mind? Uh, I, I don't know. If you've got a suggestion, 9315, of what's on your mind, uh, let us know. But <laughs> not quite sure how to interpret the question. Yeah, if it's, Until I see it, I don't know if it's going to blow my mind or not. Yeah, I think if I'm trying to predict what stats could happen, it would probably be in the maybe Utah State tackles for loss. But then again, 15 tackles for loss against San Jose State, 13 sacks. That's a, that's a high mark to beat. Yeah. Now, if, uh, if Utah State pulls a Middle Tennessee and holds them for negative rushing yards, that would be great. Yeah, it's, it's always crazy to see those negative, you know, for an entire game, you know, negative rushing yards. or Can't really do negative passing yards in, uh, in no, college. It would be possible to hold them under 100 yards, and that happened last week. They are held to less than 100 yards passing. Colorado State? Colorado State only had 78 passing yards. I think Utah State held Air Force to under 100 yards passing. Maybe. I mean, that's not that impressive. (laughs) (laughs) That's not that unusual. Air Force is usually a coin flip to go over under 100 yards. Yeah, that's true. Depending on how many 30-yard completions they get. So, yeah, it would blow my mind if Utah State put up 50 points. I don't think they're good enough on offense to do that. So if they pull that off, that would kind of blow my mind a little bit. I'd be somewhat surprised if they hit 40. I think they'll get close to it, but I'm not sure they'll actually hit 40. But we'll see. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll give our score predictions and uh, how we think the game will play out next hour. We'll also hear from Kayla Ard 
Utah State women's basketball coach. The uh, Mountain West Media Days took place this week. And what are they saying about the Aggies? How does that women basketball team look this year? A lot of new faces. And uh, where are they picked preseason? And how do the coach and some of the players feeling about it? Maybe surprised to hear their reactions. We'll have that for you next hour. Stick around here on the Full Court Press. Did think. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Chicago Bears are a proud franchise with a great history of football, but if you watch the team's performance against the Commanders last night, that probably wasn't the first thing or last thing that came to mind. Second-year QB Justin Fields struggled, and it's becoming very clear through six weeks Chicago lacks playmakers on both sides of the ball. No one expected the Bears to make the playoffs this year, but Chicago fans no doubt disappointed in the team's performance. But you got to ask for patience. Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles they're in their first year as head coach and GM. And when you're taking over a team as unsuccessful as Chicago has been recently, that's going to take some time. So although Bears fans have had it rough the last couple of years, you can't quit on this new regime just yet. Because when you look at what the coach and GM were left to work with, turning the Bears into a contender is going to take a little more time, maybe a lot more time. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.